G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Thursday, we do like to catch up with Family Voice Australia. Greg Bondar is joining us. Greg is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good morning to everyone. Greg, let's talk about what's happening in Victoria today. You've been monitoring along this closely. There are some points to be made here. We haven't got a long time in discussion here, but uh, give us your impression about where Victoria is up to and the likely vote in the upper house. Yeah, thank you, Neil. It it is a very, very disturbing issue. Neil, I have to tell you, I feel like I'm I'm, I'm ringing you from, or you're contacting me here in Beijing. China or Moscow, Russia, because that's the kind of feeling I have that I'm under total, total dictatorship here or, or whatever, because this particular bill in Victoria is nothing short of cultural Marxism, Neil. It is going to impact on every mum and dad in Victoria, and then it will expand out to other states, I'm sure. But you and I both know that this is nothing short of social engineering, we as Christians, but even if you're not a Christian, you're trying to to talk to your child about uh, conversion therapy, whether it's the right thing for you or if it's not the right thing for you or whatever it may be, you are going to be a criminal and it's not the way that society should be going, Neil. This is a really, really big issue and I just can't believe I'm living in Australia with these issues, Neil, and... Uh, I just don't know what to do. I, yeah. We have put in submissions. We've, we've now got the, uh, the uh, group, a uh, number of group churches have come together and written to Daniel Andrews and saying, this is not on. But, Neil, we are at a loss. We need everybody to sort of team up and, and make their views heard in the Victorian Parliament because it's being debated, I think, this week. Actually, it started yesterday, I think. Yes, before. well, uh, I've been anticipating uh, from conversations earlier in the week that that vote may well even happen today. Yes. You know, when we talk about this, Greg, as you say, you can't believe that we're talking about this in Australia. We're talking mm. about Christians being the target here. But every single parent who will be the victim, uh, should they have any say in their children's uh, sexuality development, uh, and uh, the challenging thing for churches, uh, criminalising Christian prayer and pastoral care, uh, these things are very, very concerning. Uh, taking away the right to religious freedom, uh, taking away the right to religious expression and uh, choice on issues of sexuality and gender identity. Uh, give yeah. us your insights here, Greg. Yeah, and, and it involves not just individuals, it involves religious organisations, parents, families, faith-based schools, ministries, pastors, whoever, and and non-Christians, dare I say, will face scrutiny and investigation and and end up with significant jail terms and fines for just exercising their religious duty to advise an individual if they are if they are sought their advice. An individual might say, look, I need your advice about this conversion therapy. 
doesn't matter. We are going to end up being criminals. This is not the Australia I want to live in. This is not Victoria that we need to have. We've got to get rid of this type of cultural Marxism now because we are not criminals. We're merely expressing a thought. And I think we're entitled to do that in our Christian worldview of what it means to be a mum and dad here in Australia. Greg, the bill changes previous legal definitions of gender and sexuality. Uh, It goes, it's much deeper than most people appreciate. Oh, absolutely. And the problem we've got here is that you and I both know, Neil, there are over 40 different definitions now of sexuality that I'm aware of. You know, it's, it's LGBTIQA+. In other words, it just goes on and on and on. And what we're doing here is we are trying to change Genesis. God created man and woman. Full stop, Neil. Let's not try and uh, shy away from our faith. God created man and woman, nothing else. And we need to understand that as Christians, as people, as mums and dads, and to try and change that definition by legal is nothing short of, uh, you know, as I said, we're living in Russia and China. It's not on. This is a bill that does criminalise people who believe the Bible. Uh, This is very, very significant. Uh, The idea of Christian leaders being criminalised, and when I say Christian leaders, people are probably thinking, oh, this is the pastor. Uh, This is, you know, the pastoral care team, if you have a church big enough to have one of those. Uh, But this is everybody in church, uh, if you might be a small group leader, anyone who might even pray for, might even talk about it. You can't even talk about these issues. No, I, I get, as a chaplain, Neil, I get asked by people, by sports people, by people at my church or wherever it might be about certain issues, and, and I'm not going to discuss them here in publicly, but the issues are I have to give an unbiased, uh, obviously a Christian worldview, but with no particular denomination. But if I'm asked by a transgender person or somebody that's going to undergo conversion therapy, I'm going to be jailed just for doing my chaplaincy work. This is not on, Neil. And we have to stand up to it. And, 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 and I'm praying and I ask everybody else to just pray because God knows our hearts and we need to make this a, an, an issue that Daniel Andrews will hear Australia-wide, really. You know, we talk about standing up and here we are on Thursday, the 4th of February, mm. um, I wonder whether enough has been done to stand up and let those upper house MPs know the reality of what they're about to vote on because I know there has been a huge effort in Victoria and we've talked about it a lot in this program but I don't think it's had much airtime in mainstream media. No, no. Uh, so there are some challenging things here and it may be even too late to stand up. We might be in the firing line of being criminalised for mm. holding to a biblical view of marriage from this day forward. Neil, you and I will not be able to have this conversation again if this bill gets passed. That will be challenging. So <laughs> we're talking about religious organisations. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we're talking yeah. parents. This is yeah. not just Christian yeah. parents. Mm. We're talking families. We might even be talking about brothers and sisters who might Mm. be talking about their own issues within a family unit. Mm. Faith-based schools, ministries, Mm. uh, individuals facing scrutiny, Mm. uh, investigation. 
And uh, as I understand it, Greg, it will, in fact, overflow the borders of Victoria. So the rest Correct. of us around Australia looking at Victoria saying, yep. oh, look what's happening in there and uh, woe yep. to you. Um, yep. It's actually going to be far reaching beyond the borders of Victoria. Yep. So this sort of legislation on Australian soil affects every single Australian, Greg. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why this is this is the, you know... The, the start, and we're going to make sure that it stops here and doesn't go any further, but please, we've just got to team up and make sure our voices are heard. Okay, let's move on, because there is another big issue that you've been talking about uh, just this past little time, and there are some trends for churches in 2021. And uh, as I read through a list of these that you sent me beforehand, I was a little bit concerned about some of these things because churches are going to be among the organisations to confront the clear and present challenges uh, given the devastation that the pandemic, the COVID pandemic, has wreaked among churches and their leaders. So uh, sometimes we wonder how churches are faring. Uh, Not so good. Uh, Let's talk about some of those things. Uh, What are the main concerns here, Greg? Yeah, look, for for churches, faith-based organisations, I've had a look at some data. Now, you and I both know that predicting the future trend is never a precise job, but there's enough data around to suggest that the following are going to happen, uh, which concerns me. It concerns churches. It concerns me when I go and preach or do my chaplaincy work or when I talk to church organisations. And the major effects are going to be the following. Now, due to this devastated devastation of the pandemic that, that's occurred, the first one will be massive growth in co-vocational ministry. In other words, we're going to find people are going to have to have other jobs because churches will not be as big as they used to be. Wow. Uh, that's just going to be a case because, it, and, and, and and I'll go on. Uh, we'll we'll go through this list fairly quickly, yeah. but uh, yeah, but we'll, you know, we'll just come back to that because yeah, uh, this okay. idea that you've got the you've got yeah. a pastor in your church. Yep. Um, church numbers are likely to dwindle with the Correct. pandemic. Uh, COVID nineteen is causing this. The economic impacts mm. as well. The likelihood is that your pastor may have to be only partly paid by your church. Yep. He may have to go and get a second job. That's what you're yep. saying with that. Absolutely. Uh, what are the I'll other ones the- here? Yeah, I'll go through them quickly. Baby boomers will be a greater in number than children because there's there's been a decline in the birth rate. Number three, micro churches will grow. Digital church strategies will continue in in, in tandem with in person strategies. There will be what I call adopted churches. In other words, bigger churches will overtake smaller churches. I call them mergers or takeovers. The average church uh, uh, attendance will be down due to going on to Zoom and what have you. And in, 2000, uh, in, in 2021, we're going to see a big drop in, in the giving because people are not going to be at churches. And this is going to result in the final uh, trend, and that will be the churches are going to have to redefine themselves, a sort of rejuvenation. How do we move forward? And finally, one of the things that I'm scared about is that in, in an effort to attract people, Churches are going to become more secular. In terms of that, what, I, what do I mean? They're going to start recognising same-sex marriage. Oh, yes, abortion is okay in certain instances. Oh, euthanasia is okay as well. Conversion therapy is okay as well. If we end up going secular, then we may as well close the doors of churches now. One of the big risks, isn't it? Because sometimes we think of the uh, contrast between sacred and secular, and we think that the church is sacred. But what mm. happens if the sacred 
turns secular? And uh, that's a really, really big question. Yeah. Uh, look, there's lots to be said about that. Just want to tackle one more point with you before uh, we yeah. have to say goodbye. But um, you've also been casting your eyes across the oceans, keeping mm-hmm. an eye on what's been happening with the Biden presidency. And uh, you're suggesting, Greg Bondar, that there is a threat to Christianity that is coming uh, as a result of the Biden presidency, the sorts of uh, ideology, the sorts of policies that will accompany the Democrats taking power there. Uh, What are your main concerns? Very quickly, this is going to filter into Australia. I'm really threatened by this. Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, the Democratic Speaker of the House, proposing new rules for the conduct of the House. She now wants gender-neutral language. In other words, very quickly, terms such as mother, father, son, daughter, brother, sister will go. Parent-child will be used instead. And himself and herself must now be changed to themselves. Now, Neil, we are man and woman, male, female. There is no other biological distinction than that. So to have the Democrats suggest this, and they've only been in power for a few weeks, what's going to come up next is going to be a real threat to Christianity, to common sense, and, and what I'm worried about, Neil, is going to filter over here to Australia, and we're going to end up, I'm going to be talking to you with themselves and, and you and what, and what have you. Neil, it is basic common sense that you're, you're a male, I'm, I'm, I'm a male, you're a he, I'm a he, and so forth. So, Neil, we have to make sure that we protect ourselves and don't let this sort of cultural, uh, sort of social engineering land up in Australia. It's already happening here. It's been suggested by one major corporate organisation not long ago, and I think uh, they were told by the minister to pull their heads in because um, we will stick to common terms. That was the uh, New South Wales Treasurer, Dominic Perrottet, that said to the organisation, forget this neutral gender language, we will stick to the normal male-female distinction between people. Well, uh, honour to you, Greg Bondar, and the organisation that you are serving, and that is the Family Voice Australia organisation. Wonderful long history, 40-plus years. Uh, You're the State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Uh, Lots of campaigns always ongoing with your national uh, focus and uh, in the various states. Uh, Any campaigns, I mean, just the ones we've been talking about today, I know they are important. Any campaigns you want listeners to be mindful of? Very much, yeah. We've, we've got Zoe's Law and you've got Sophie's Law in, in Brisbane. They're, they're big issues we need to address. We've got euthanasia coming up and, of course, the conversion therapy. But, Neil, I'd love to mention also that in two weeks' time, if people go to our website, I'm very pr- proud to say that we've got our special guest webinar speaker will be the former Prime Minister, John Howard, who's going to talk to us on free speech. So that will be well worth listening to. Uh, A lot of listeners won't want to miss that. Uh, You can find out more about that uh, two weeks' time. John Howard being a special guest webinar uh, speaker. Familyvoice.org.au. Familyvoice.org.au. Connect with Family Voice Australia. Greg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. God bless you, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.